Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. We're going to start a series of 12 podcasts on the topic of shame. Shame is kind of a tough topic. So I think I want to start today with why would we bother talking about shame? And actually, what even is it? So when I think about the word shame, I used to think of it as a word that like my great, great grandmother or something would use, like one of those grandmas saying, shame on you. Or I would think about it as something maybe someone with a really troubled childhood would experience a lot. I really didn't know what shame was or how it worked in my life. And so let's take for a minute to just unpack shame and figure out what it is. I'm using as the basis of my definitions, the work by Brene Brown, who is a researcher in Texas who studies shame, vulnerability, and empathy. So let's take a look at what shame is. It's actually just a negative emotion that we all experience. So it's one of many different negative emotions. Shame in particular unravels connection. It's like the fear of disconnection or the fear of not belonging or the fear that something about me makes me unworthy of connection and belonging. And so you feel this real need to change yourself in order to fit in because somehow you're not good enough just the way you are. It's one of a bunch of other negative kinds of feelings that we all experience. So we have all experienced before hurt or loneliness or fear or loss or feeling taken advantage of or maybe resentment. So shame would be along with those categories of negative feelings. This is just another one. But because we don't really know what it means, we don't really know how to use the word. And I think it's really useful to have this new word in our vocabulary because it identifies experiences that we already have. We just don't know how to give it a name or how to constructively work through it. So that's the first reason for me to bother about talking about shame. Why bother? Because it gives us language to pinpoint something that's actually happening in our lives and we're actually experiencing, but we didn't have language for it before this. So let me tell you a story about shame to get us started. So I grew up in Arizona and then went to school in Utah and my husband and I graduated and both got jobs as computer scientists out in Virginia, right outside of Washington, DC. So the East Coast was a very different experience than where we grew up in the West. And so after I'd been working for about three years, um, I had a child and decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Well, after that decision, at our next big Christmas business dinner, I remember going to that first business dinner and not knowing how to talk to people. It was weird for me being a stay-at-home mom. I tried to be positive and upbeat because I was really confident in my decision and I knew my value and I knew that I was making a great decision for me and for my family, but I just didn't have the words or the language to talk about my experience when everyone else was talking about business and being coworkers and that kind of thing. And I didn't feel like I had interesting things to talk about. 
I felt small and like I didn't belong there. I didn't have travels to talk about. I didn't have experiences with new and interesting people. All of my experiences, my stories recently had been about kids and babies. And so feeling small and like I kind of didn't belong there was an experience of shame. At the time, I didn't know that's what it was. And I have dozens of stories now about at the time not knowing what it was, but now I know what it is. So now when I experience shame, I know how to constructively work through it. And that's what we'll be talking about in the coming weeks. But for now, I just want to share a few stories of what shame actually is and also why we should bother talking about it. So in this case, it would have been helpful for me to know what it is so that as I was experiencing it, I would have language and tools for what was actually happening in that moment. I already had some tools at my disposal. I felt confident in the decisions that I had made. I had my values that I was adhering to of what was important to me. And so there was a piece of me that felt confident, but at the same time, there was a piece of me that felt left out. So as we unpack and talk about all the different aspects of shame in the coming weeks, we're not only gonna just unpack it and look at it, we're gonna figure out what it takes to be resilient in the face of shame. And I like that word resilient because resilient means that you've been knocked down and you're gonna get back up, that you've had a setback and you're going to recover. Resilience means that something has happened that was negative or difficult, that there was some kind of a backward movement or setback of some kind, and that you're gonna figure out how to overcome that, to move around it, to move through it. And that's exactly what we do with shame. We become resilient because there's no avoiding shame, just like there's no avoiding other negative emotions. We're all from time to time gonna feel hurt or lonely or fearful or resentful. All of those negative emotions are just information for us. It's something that we are all gonna experience from time to time. It's just the nature of being human. It's what it means to be human, to have positive and negative experiences and emotions. And one of those negative emotions that are gonna come up from time to time is shame. So let's spend just another minute or two unpacking what it is and why we should bother talking about it. Let me tell you another story that helps us to get a concept for why it's so important to talk about shame. So we had had a family over and it was near the end of the evening. They didn't live too far away. And I watched a teenage daughter come up to her father and ask for the keys so that she could run home and get something or go home maybe early. I don't remember exactly what it was. And in that moment, I watched this father turn around and completely shame and berate his daughter while they were here visiting my home. Why didn't you bring your own set of keys? What were you thinking? Why don't you plan ahead? How am I supposed to always be bailing you out? Is this my responsibility to do this? You should have brought your keys. And he just went on and on for three or four times what I just said. It didn't stop. And I watched this teenage girl walk over to the wall, look down and just stare at the wall silently while everyone else just kind of froze there stunned and she just sort of absorbed it all in but put her back to him almost to protect herself after he berated her then he handed her the keys 
And I, I didn't know what to say, so I didn't say anything. But that experience has stuck with me as a real shaming moment for this young woman. And I thought about how important it is for us to understand not only when we feel a shaming experience so that we know what it is and can recognize it and can constructively work through it, but when we're creating that in somebody else, when we're making them feel incompetent and useless, when they're making them feel like like they don't belong, if they can't get it figured out, they're not a part of this family. They should be able to figure this out and that they are that their behavior is not good enough. Now, of course, it's fine to correct people and to talk people to people, especially people within your stewardship, about their behavior. And it would have been perfectly fine to say, you know, we've talked about this before and I need you to be responsible to bring your own set of keys. So no, you're not going to get to borrow mine and just let the daughter be uncomfortable and not be able to get the things she wanted or do what she needed to do. That's setting a boundary and that's perfectly okay because you can do that calmly and you're not berating somebody or, or putting them down in a way that can make them feel small or that they are not good enough or that they don't belong. We all need some kind of connection. Now, we don't need to have connection with everybody. I didn't have to connect with my husband's coworkers as I went to that business dinner. I didn't have to have them as part of my inner circle and part of my important connections. But it is important to know that we need to connect somewhere. We need to have connections in our lives so that when we have places where we might not feel like we quite belong, we can find ways to work through the experience in the moment to make the moment as pleasant as possible, but also so that we don't go home and then ruminate about it and make it mean something about us in other contexts and areas of our life. Just because I have one shaming experience and feel unwelcome or or unaccepted or small or not belonging in a simple little business dinner, doesn't mean that at home that I'm not a, a competent, capable, confident person. For me, that's another reason to learn about shame. Learning about shame and shame resilience helps me to not take it home with me. For the young woman who is berated by her father, it's a little more difficult there because that probably happens at home too. But the idea is that after that moment, if you know how to identify what just happened, and how to constructively work through it, then you don't go home for minutes or hours or days thinking about what happened and continuing to feel like I'm small, I'm never good enough, and I don't belong anywhere. So we're gonna be spending the next several podcasts diving into shame, unpacking a little, seeing what it is. It's just one of many different negative emotions that we can experience but we're gonna learn how to identify it and unpack it and have language for it so that our experiences that produce shame in us make sense. And we can find then a way to be resilient and move constructively through it. This is work worth doing because it's not just a negative emotion that we let wash over us and then move on. It's one that can stick with us if we're not careful. Shame doesn't have to define who we are as people. We can move through the unwelcome experience of shame and go home without carrying it with us, without taking it home with us, 
because we've learned how to be resilient, how to recognize the experience and how to work through it. As we unpack and take a look at what is happening with shame experiences, it's really helpful to take a minute and look at our own lives and think about our own experiences where we've felt left out, where we've felt like we don't belong, where we felt like we haven't been good enough. Unpacking those experiences will give us a sense of relief and understanding of, oh, this is what shame is. And now I know how to work through it. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.